it's important to let inspiration be open in your head but I think it's equally as important not to force anything and not to like seek it too hard. Welcome to another episode of This Industry Life Podcast. I am your co-host, Anthony Wilson, and it's just me. Um, the other two are busy with projects, but I am at Connor Brochet's apartment. He's a very talented friend of mine. He's worked with Sean Mendez on his music videos and basically the creative director for his latest album release, Wonder. And uh, he's also a student at UCLA studying psychology and he's a model and he's just a very wise beyond his years man. And uh, I'm gonna talk to him today. So here's Connor. morning good morning tony how are you connor i'm good thanks for doing this out of my bedroom this is fun this is great we got a little outdoor vibe over here hear a couple birds chirping oh yeah you know just some some ambiance it's beautiful for the podcast let's do it what time did you wake up this morning oh i've been waking up pretty early actually um I think I woke up at like 7.15 this morning, Okay, which is early for me at least. Yeah. Um, I'm more of like an 8.30 to 9, but I don't know. I've been really enjoying getting in the routine of waking up earlier, uh, getting my coffee in, a little journaling, you know, nice. some things to start the day. Yeah. Do you do that during the week too, like weekend and week? Uh, I try to do it any day I can really. Um, I can, I could do it every day. Um, except for the late nights, um, obviously sleeping a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I, I try to do that, especially during the week, but, yeah. um, it just feels good for me every day. So I try to do it every day I can. Yeah. Cause you're, you're probably like a night owl for a while, right? Just, yeah, I think like, I wouldn't say I was a night, I wouldn't say like I enjoy being awake in the dark, Yeah. you know, <laughs> like I, I definitely prefer the morning sunshine than you know darkness um but i think part of the job description is spending some hours late at night and obviously i'm still a student as well so both of those kind of call for or they combine into the night you know so it's uh, i just got used to it but yeah i've done i've done a better job this year of like not or i guess like in the last few months just like not procrastinating and trying to get everything done earlier which is good that is good. Yeah. If you, if, if you are like in a routine, waking up every morning, journaling, having your coffee, waking up at a certain time and you do get like a job where it does require you to, you know, maybe stay up later and you don't get to do that morning routine. Does it kind of throw off your, your um, kind of your habitual, you know, I, thing you I try to, on? yeah, I try to give myself a break. Like if I know that, like, okay, like I did, I had a big night working or even just a big night out with some friends like um I don't beat myself up if if I'm like oh I didn't get to like journal and you know do what I normally do but um I think it's definitely a a control factor for me for my day that I know will help me start it right yeah so I try to just do it if I can even if it's a little later um I, I just think routines are very important when you're in a very like hectic world as we are kind of ground you a little bit you know have something in control yeah exactly yeah um 
when you when you do have like a project you're working on it could be school or like a creative project do you find yourself like what is your routine or does it differ every time like what's your process my process yeah it's pretty different honestly um i think it 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 can sometimes take me a while to commit to an idea so um i've kind of learned to like I don't know, I kind of like throw, if I have a project and like say it's a song and like I'm writing a music video or something, like I try to like throw every opportunity at it that I possibly can until mm-hmm. like I know I have the one that's like above all. Yeah. Um, but that sometimes can be kind of tricky because obviously you can't really sit down and just throw infinite possibility, or you could sit down and throw infinite possibilities at an idea for, you know, days. Um which is normal. So at some point you obviously have to just commit to one that feels right. Yeah. Um, and I think for me that process is kind of interesting because, you know, sometimes you start throwing very complex, you know, ideas, start writing something very complex and narrative, and then you kind of land on something more simple. Um, and sometimes that's just as magical, you know, and I I think it's, that beginning process for me of like kind of starting with nothing. Yeah. That's the most challenging. Um, but I think my process would be kind of just sitting with it and really giving myself the time I need to kind of like think about all the different ways it could go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think after that, it kind of just, I don't want to say it's like trial and error, but you know, when you're putting together a treatment or just even like a mood board with imagery, like, it takes a while to kind of, for me to Mm -hmm. like refine it to where I want it. Right. Um, and some people are like encyclopedias of film and, um, cinephiles and like all those, you know, they can just pull a reference out of their head, like out of their head like that. And I just, I'm not as versed in that sense. Right. So for me, it's a lot of like digging keywords on Pinterest, you know? Honestly, I think that's like a better, I mean, I think to each, to each their own, like I think for people that are cinephiles and can just pull references out of the hat, I think that's a good thing, but I think it's cool where you don't have like maybe the extensive knowledge of, you know, every foreign film or every film that's come out recently, like, Mm -hmm. because you, I feel like if you do have that extensive like encyclopedia brain, you're your ideas are, are pulling just from things you've seen right. when you're kind of pulling from your own brain and own experiences and you're trying to match it to things that you haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. no, that makes a lot of sense. And like, I think in another sense, I don't have a huge encyclopedia of like emotion <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Like I'm not a sociopath by any means. Like I, I definitely <laughs> get you know, into go it. through it every once in a while, but yeah. like, um, you know, just talking about personal experiences, I grew up in, had a very blessed life um and not many of those kind of like more privileged things that i've got to experience in my life translate to like a conflict you know there's no like (laughs) i've been very blessed to like live a very like you know fortunate life um with people who really like me and obviously conflict is kind of the key in in art and not necessarily in all forms of art but you know i think more narratively um than kind of I think symbolically too, and I think very narratively um, and less abstract, I think. So for me, it's easier to have those like concrete, like sort of ideas that come out of something that could happen in real life or couldn't, or it's just like, you know, fantasy. But yeah, yeah, I think going back to the whole 
being a cinephile, having seen everything, like I, <laughs> I like get made fun of all the time because I haven't even seen every Tarantino movie, you know, or like, Who cares? <laughs> like you know, yeah. like not that I get made fun of in that way. Just like, they're just like, Oh, come on. I'd expect you to be the guy who knew everything. But I'm like, no, I, I hate out for people that are like, aren't, <laughs> In film, they think Tarantino is the guy that we're supposed to like yeah. worship well, yeah, and know everything about. There's that too, and yeah. it's like you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have so. What's cool for me, at least selfishly, is that I have so many films to look forward to because, like, true. Um, you know, a lot of people saw these movies when they were like 13, 14, or a lot of my friends did. Yeah, and I just didn't. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but like, I saw Titanic for the first time, like last year there you go <laughs> and i like i looked at i look at it now like so differently than i would have if i was like f- you know that age and i right. think f- i'm grateful for that because that's true i i still have a lot to learn and that's like kind of my biggest thing is like okay you know when i'm watching a movie now like i want to take it all in mm-hmm. um which is kind of the the curse of being in the film industries yeah or if you're a musician in the music industry you can't really just watch a film and just right. like you're appreciate analyzing. it you're yeah you're obviously analyzing it um but i think in the same way it's cool because it shows you kind of like it helps you like define your style right. and i also like i forget who it was but someone just someone is talking about like cinephiles and just how like personally they find it easier to watch movies that that they just like you know yeah. and they don't want to watch movies that they don't like watching because mm-hmm. it's not their style right um and i i think i resonate with that a little bit like i i rewatch movies that i love um because if i feel that i feel something from it you know there's i'm like i want to study that and mm-hmm. find how i can express that myself as an artist That's cool. you know so but i think there's obviously endless amounts of movies out there that i would i, I need to get on right but, um yeah <laughs> Yeah, if going back to music videos, like how important is that like first when you get a song, like how important is that first listen for you? Like what what is is it kind of do you have like a ritual process where like the song comes in or maybe you've heard yeah. it before, but like cuz that's such an important part of the process, I think. Is Yeah, it? no, I I totally agree. Um I've I've had both sides of the spectrum like working with Sean. Mm-hmm. Um obviously I'm also in his life as a videographer and creative director so i'm mm-hmm. around him in the studio and when he's making stuff so i've heard these songs like hundreds of times sure before, from yeah, like from when the they're an up. idea from yeah. the ground up which is really cool yeah, because I feel like, yeah in one way you get to kind of relate to that song mm-hmm. and like understand especially just when you're like working with an artist like what that song means to them mm-hmm. and seeing that process evolve is like and i'm sure while you listen to it because i'm like i don't know about you but like when i listen to music i feel like visuals are always kind of popping in my head mm-hmm. so it's probably interesting to like once you added like horns or like a choir yeah. like maybe you're like your totally. kind of visual palette yeah building as well i think so yeah. i think i think i think it's more of like for me it's like i do think visually but i also just think like emotionally like mm-hmm. okay this is like just like I know this part of the song feels big and like, yeah. I know when this part of the song is accentuates and like, right. You know, I, I'm, I'd say that I have a very like innate sense of pace because I come from such like an editing background that like, it's, it's easier for me to like feel when energy needs to rise or mm-hmm. slow down or like go somewhere. Um, but I don't necessarily kind of like always picture it. Right. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like on the flip side, like, um, you know, I've done music videos for songs that were just sent to me, um, that I had no, literally no relation to the artists or anything. 
um, relationships with artists. But those, that first listen for me is important, but I think I start to understand a song the more I listen to it, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. No, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. For, for me, it's kind of just getting to know the song like it's the back of your hand or like it's your Bible. Yeah. Um, because if you can do that, then and you understand the lyrics and the sentiment behind it, then I think it'll, you know, really aid your visual right. for it. Yeah, I, I love what you said about um, you don't think as visually with the music, you're more emotional, and then you kind mm-hmm. of translate, like, this part's really big, so I'm going to mm-hmm. translate that visually. Like, And I feel like for the music videos I've seen you done, like the one you wrote with Maddie Peacock and, and Sean mm-hmm. Wonder, mm-hmm. I feel like, like the parts like when he gets on top of the, you know, the hill yeah. and the water splat, like it's, it all matches exactly how it feels. Yeah. And like, you can, like, you can tell that that translation is there. Like yeah. you can totally see it in your work and it's, there's such a, like a clear understanding of what you're supposed to feel through like the arc of the song. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that like that song we knew is, we, it was just a big emotional song, you yeah. know, it has a big post chorus that like, isn't really like, isn't really standard in, in music these days. So we knew it had to kind of be this big, you know, reveal in a video of some sort um and we were thinking for so long like what what it could be and we had tons of different ideas but like (laughs) this is like shows like the process is so interesting because like I like a week I was like trying to like write that with them like I would literally just like blast it on my phone and just like walk around my room and just like move or like not dance but just like you know like feel it I guess um but like that like that like storm idea of him like dancing in the in the in the storm literally came from me watching like a TikTok of this guy just like dancing in a storm and I was like wait a second this is this is cool yeah that's awesome <laughs> and it just shows that like it just you know that inspiration can come from like the most random places as long as your like mind is open to yeah. like interpret it that way I-, I love when you know as opposed to like when you have a song and like you're at like your desk and you're listening to it and you're like writing your ideas. I love when I'm not actively working on like the treatment of the song and I'm just like going about my day, but I have in the back of my head and I watch something or see something in life and, and it kind of draws like you watching that TikTok, it kind of draws you back to like, I love when I find ideas that way. It just feels more organic for, yeah, exactly. And I think like it's important to let inspiration be open in Mm -hmm. your head, but I think it's equally as important not to force anything and not to like seek it too hard because You know, some people, I mean, everyone works differently, but like for me, like it's so much harder for me to, for me to just like close my eyes and think of like this, like, I don't know, like seek it out than it is for me to just walk around in the world or like listen to the song and just like move and groove and like right. see what comes to me that yeah. way. Um, so that's why I just like to give myself time, you know. With, with wonder, I mean, compared to, I guess the things you're doing before that, I don't know if the assets you have were as extensive or as large for like that, that caliber of music video. Mm -hmm. So what was that feeling like to kind of have like a bigger playground and more? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because, (laughs) you know, when you have access to so much, like I said earlier, like you start throwing everything at it. You're like, Oh, we can do this. We can do that. Like, and like, somewhat like having like a budgetary limitation is sometimes like which is always there I mean like we like we didn't even get the 
the the full camera kit we wanted for that video and right. like you know we, we had like a ridiculous budget but like um yeah i don't know it's, it's it, there's something about having that like budgetary limitation that like kind of forces you to think more creatively mm-hmm. i guess um but on the flip side you know being able to look at it and 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 think oh i can have vfx do this and make it look like that is like obviously you know the biggest blessing in the world right, you know right. it's um, but yeah, I think it just, I think it just depends because like that video couldn't, the way we did it, it couldn't have been done, you know, with, with that much of a lower budget, just, just because of how like VFX heavy and like how, how amazing of a team we had, like yeah. it wouldn't have turned out the same. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely intimidating and, but also like really cool yeah (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think it really tests your how sure you are of your decision making i guess as a director or writer or whatever because you know when you have a limited budget with like you know an artist we are that we're friends with that maybe is indie and he only has like a couple thousand dollars and it's like okay i know i can't shoot like you don't really have as many selections right but when you have all those selections, you really got to know exactly what you want because, yeah. You, yeah, like if you want film, digital, or if you want like these lenses, yeah. or if you want this type of VFX, or, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's it's a good exercise to really test your it is like yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I think like, yeah, if someone like told you like, hey, you can make you can make any movie you've ever wanted to make, and you have an unlimited budget, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> It doesn't feel right. I don't no, know. It just feels like at mean. that point you're like playing a video game. Yeah, yeah I don't know. literally. I don't like, know. With cheat codes and all. Yeah, just you're like, like in creative mode. <laughs> yeah, like on Minecraft or some yeah, shit. Like. I don't know. It, it's like, it's part of the fun um, yeah. to have that limitation. But I definitely want to challenge myself more because I'm I'm now pretty spoiled at having the resources um, with Sean and with other people that have given me, you know, more freedom in that in in the budget but yeah it's funny when i do something that's bigger budget i always feel like after that i kind of have an urge to go back to simple like if i'm writing a short film like try to do one room two actors or like if it's a music video like you know just work with something super like just work with the musician don't don't Mm -hmm. have to add all these other elements do you feel the same way after doing something like that or like yeah totally i think like it's it it really depends on the story. Like, I think, like for example, for for Wonder, um, we we could have gone crazier with it, sure. Um, and we even stripped back a lot of our original ideas. But like, um, it was that video. I mean, if I can like take a tangent, like that was my Go. first time, like working with like that crazy of VFX. And so like, and you were there too. Yes. Were, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and so like being on this real train with a green screen behind it and then like moving outside to do like the top of the train, but it's actually blacked out, but right. we're outside and there's crazy, like, it's like, insane. I don't know. It's just like, it was a cool process because like you watch the first cut and you're like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. And then like VFX start coming in and you're like, well, this is, this is looking good, but like, it's still not really there. And then it really, for me, it was until like the last pass where like mm-hmm. color was, everything was shaded, right? right. And the color all matched. And like, that was when I was like, oh yeah, this is like, I, this is why we like 
you know, this is like, it, it was magical because of the team we had. It was right. like, oh, these guys are insane. Yeah, you know? it was pretty insane to see just like, yeah, just all the setups, even like the guy working the the turbo fan. Yeah, like just right. the, the whole thing and how it all like painted that picture yeah. and came together. It was, it's honestly crazy. It yeah, was, it was a and, beautiful it, thing. and it's like terrifying, but also so beautiful that like something can come from green screens and stuff and I turn know. into that. It's like, it blows my know. mind. It's 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 re- you really have to like just trust the team that you have because you, it's you yeah know, you're not seeing it in camera so right. <laughs> do you still want to do you want to go down that avenue more like with VFX? Yeah, and I think I think it's so interesting. Um, I I don't know if I even have like a, a cinematic style yet or directorial style. Sure. I mean, I lean heavily into like. A more natural organic feel you know with film and um you know any any sort of like textural things that can make it feel like very personal and like mm-hmm. authentic but at the same time like i love the idea of like challenging yourself with vfx or even using vfx to like ease the process you know or like just thinking about different ways that things can be done that's kind of what that video did for me it was like oh i wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that that's how we would have done this. You know, I would have, if I was thinking about how we would execute this idea, I would have done it differently. Yeah. But like having the kind of, I don't want to call it like support, but like having the like freedom to be like, oh, the VFX supervisor is telling me we can just, we can just rope off this side of the mountain and they're going to turn it into the side of a cliff. And you're like, oh, okay. That's great. You (laughs) know, whatever you say, let's do it. So I think like starting to think more that way is is healthy because like it does, it is an important resource to have, you know. Um, Going back, I guess a little bit, I mean, you're very young, but you, I guess we'll go back to the beginning um, before the VFX and trains (laughs) and stuff. Like what, what, what kind of got you started in this field? Um, yeah, so kind of mentioned I grew up in, I grew up with a very blessed life. I grew up in Laguna Beach, just like an hour or so south of LA. Um, it's kind of a, it's a really small beach town, um, surfer arts town, I guess. Um, and I grew up just surfing and skating and, um, living that like glorious, carefree coming of age lifestyle. Yeah. That, and it was very like, it was very movie-esque, you know, yeah. it was, ve- it was like, it truly was like so magical and like the, it, it's such a beautiful environment that I was just like, okay, Hey, my friends are better at skating and surfing than I am <laughs> and they're way, they're, they're cooler than I am. And B like, I don't know. I just remember like listening to like, or watching like old, like GoPro videos of like action sports and being like, dang, like that's so cool. And so I remember I just got a, I got a GoPro like before it was even HD Wow. Um, it was like 480p or something yeah, sure. <laughs> and like I got a GoPro and it was like the best day of my life and I made like a tarp surfing video and then a skimboarding video and then the surfing video and like I just loved it yeah um, I just felt like very inspired some you know somehow and um, kept doing it throughout high school um, and then uh, yes so Sam which obviously you know Sam Sam Damashek he also we grew up together mm-hmm. And he started to get into photography um, after he had started making a few skate videos and stuff. And then um, he took it really seriously and kind of brought me along. And, you know, 
took me on shoots where he would do photos and I would do mm-hmm. videos and like cool. it was just like a really like organic you know growth yeah for both of us and um I was a lot more studious and focused in, in school and stuff and he was more like gave his full attention to like just photography which yeah. is so cool that is cool um, so we kind of just you know grew off of each other and mm-hmm. got some really cool opportunities and I always knew I kind of wanted to make it somehow into the music industry just because I love music so much right um and was blessed with the opportunity to do that I think about four years ago um with my friend Madison and then from there it was kind of just um yeah it was just kind of a really organic growth meeting yeah. really cool people and right I'm blessed that I you know ended up where I where I am now so yeah yeah cool man what uh what did you think you learned from I guess the that process like I feel I feel like you are very which is something kind of that I've seen by being on some mm-hmm. of those music video sets is like I feel like you are really good you do have a very like editing background with mm. like the way you see things and like you can you know when it's gonna work mm. Um, was like editing those GoPro videos and like, does that, that kind of give it that start you think? For sure. Yeah. Because the only impressive thing about those videos that I made was, get it. <laughs> was the, was the timing to the music. Sure. You know, right, like right, it's like, right. a, it was like, a, there was no thought of like, oh yeah, like I'm going to, there's no story I was telling, you know, it sure. was just like aesthetic. I was just like, oh, I have a cool song and like, a, I'm going to go to the beach and bring my GoPro and yeah. film my friends doing cool things and like, right. Um, yeah, there was never more thought behind it besides like every, literally everything happened in the edit. So sure. all of the pacing, everything I ever thought of was all only in the edit. You just found it. Never there. had a shot list of yeah. any sort. You right. Know? Um, so yeah, I think that gave me the like editing background of just technically understanding pace and all of that stuff. But also just like, um, I think like. I produce music for a little bit just for fun with my friends and like um, understanding, you know, rhythm and like mm-hmm. just like, you know, just bars and all that stuff that like comes from a music background was also very helpful because it just innately came to me. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like <laughs> I kind of leaned on editing too much <laughs> when I was younger. So I think like it, it was a challenge for me to pivot to be like, okay, well, I can't just take my camera to a, you know, a cool location and just like film whatever's there. I have to actually put together a shot list, you know, and like I have to story it out before. Yeah. And, and, you know, even do like animatics and all that stuff. Right. So that was a challenge for me because I had to start thinking a lot more like ahead of everything. Um, But now, you know, I I can't do, I can't do anything but that, you know, I can't do anything but like plan everything out and just like, obviously that's that the, the most effective way to execute you know so like now when you do a music video you have what are animatics is that just like animated animatics are, yeah they're storyboards okay like if you have do you have someone do that for you or is that um i don't have anyone like personally but yeah. like we've you know if you, if you have the budget for it Very it's helpful. really 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 helpful to yeah. get a storyboard artist and you know time it to the music and everything right. because it really kind of like when you're shooting speeds up the like trial and error process of like and just you know at least for me makes me a lot more comfortable showing up to set knowing exactly from you know four seconds to five and a half seconds this shot's going to be you exactly know? and that's not always how it works out <laughs> and it's not how it should always work out because there's obviously magic on set that you can't yeah. plan for 
which is sometimes the best like exactly yeah it's great yeah exactly um so but yeah just having an overall structure is very very like if you if you get to do that you should be very grateful because it's you know it's definitely definitely eases some stress (laughs) right do you do you think um with your process, it sounds like you, you do like to have a control, but it's also sounds like you are open. Would you, would you consider that true? Like, do you yeah, to also I, keep an open I mind? find like the hardest thing about directing is just like making so many decisions in such a short amount of time. And right. you have to really be a confident leader. Um, and you know, even if you don't know if you're making the right decision, like for the people around you, you have to be confident that you are because that no one wants to like no one wants an unconfident, you know, unsure leader, sure. you know, but at the same time, I think it's important to be open, um, and not too confident, you know? Yeah. So I've kind of, I'm still learning uh, like so much about like leading and, and being a director. And like every time I go on set, I look at, if I'm not directing, I'll look at how the director is, you know, how their style works. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that like being open to change is extremely important and because you're making so many decisions Mm -hmm. it's almost a luxury when you can be open and when you can trust the people yeah because like it's just you only have so much space in your head to like make these important decisions you know and it starts to wear you down yeah and you because of it start to get less creative so i think like really trusting the people you know the dp the production designer everyone on set um is extremely important and they're just as important as you are right um so if you have that luxury yeah to really really work with the people that you trust then i think being open is nothing but going to do nothing but help the whole project yeah you know i I agree and i think confidence as a director i feel like isn't always um having an answer for everything yeah i feel like some people can can get that mixed up. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to have an answer to this, so I'm just going to say something confidently, even though it's I'm not quite there on this yeah. decision yet. I think you should all, confidence as a director also means just uh, being a, having the confidence to talk to your wardrobe stylist or your your VFX supervisor and ask questions totally. when you're unsure about something totally. and like kind of find it together. Yeah. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. I mean, if you can get, everyone works differently and like some people are very like, forward thinking and you know have a very very sure idea in their head of what they want which is amazing right and you know to a certain extent if it's your vision you're you're the one who should be able to kind of like be proud of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and if and if you're sacrificing that for someone's you know someone else's opinion then that's where it starts to get a little dangerous um but as long as, like I said, you trust the people around you and and you can have that dynamic that you were just saying, how you can just ask questions and right. be like, hey, what if we try this a little differently? Or like, what would what would doing this do? Like, would it hurt us? Or would we mm-hmm. be able to do it? Or even just like talking to the AD and like, yo, do we have time? I would lo- If we have time, I would love to get like this and this, you yeah. know? And <laughs> if he looks at you and he's like, nah bro like you gotta go you're like all right let's let's go on but you can't always get what you want i guess sure um so yeah i mean it's all it's all about that it's seriously all about that and i'm i'm so new and like i'm still i'm still learning so much about it um but yeah do you find yourself learning a lot from each project like the one oh my gosh like what did you would you take from that you think um just what's like the main thing i mean so much because like 
I think with an idea like that, that's so, that feels like, okay, this is the, this is the biggest project I'll ever, I'm, I'm like, I've done so far. Yeah. And like, and you've been with it from the beginning. It's kind of like your baby and like, you like kind of like want to like raise it the way that you saw it in your head. And so when things start to kind of like get out of your control, yeah, it can be very like, I don't know. It can just feel, it, it can just feel like it's failing, I guess. And mm-hmm, like, I think mm-hmm. I had to like, you know, I wasn't directing the project and, you know, obviously I, w- I worked super closely with Maddie, who's so, so absolutely talented mm-hmm. and an amazing team. Um, but like, you know, when you think about the way something's going to go and it doesn't go that way, it's, or it doesn't look like it's going to go that way. It can be very like stressful. And I kind of had to learn to kind of like step back and be like, Hey, it's even if it's not going to be the, the way you exactly saw it, it's going to be you know, this goes back to trusting the people that, you know, even like the producers and everything, like everyone wants it to be amazing. You know, no one wants us to fail and trust the people that are going to make it amazing. Right. You know, and, uh, it was just, that was, I think what I learned the most is just like letting go of that, like Mm. fact that you need full control over Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not directing, like, um, that was very interesting. And then like, it's a great, lesson yeah totally um and yeah that video had so much pre-production that like i learned so much about like you know just the logistics logistics of making a giant production like that actually happen yeah um and doing it in covid times was even more interesting right um but yeah i i i mean (laughs) i don't i couldn't even like put into words like how much that whole shoot taught me and how much I, how grateful I am for it um mm-hmm. just really helped me fall even more in love with just being on set and yeah you know creating with the people that you are friends with and that right. you love you know so it's awesome yeah it was <laughs> I think um another thing I kind of want to talk about is um not to keep talking about wonder but no, I feel th- like I feel like something I wanted to even just acknowledge you for too is just because I know you're the creative director on that whole mm-hmm. project, like from the music videos to the wardrobe mm-hmm. or the apparel and the the album yeah, cover, yeah, yeah. everything. And you know, and I've, I've obviously I was working with you every now and then on some of the things you guys were doing and like seeing it. And I guess my question for you is, everything about that release from the apparel to the album cover to mm-hmm. the music videos was just like so. So amazing, no, honestly. You, no, no, thank honestly. And I guess for like, how do you have an eye for for all those different kind of fields to like be able to make a good line of clothing and also do the album mm-hmm. cover and also do it in a short amount of time? Like, where is it just from things you like? You think, or is it just like Man. like what is that? How did how did that? I'd be lying. Be? I'd be lying <laughs> if I said I knew from the beginning exactly sure. what I wanted. You know, we we had an idea, we had a name of the album and we had like this feeling that we wanted to show people. And that was it, you know, the shooting, everything that came to like being tangible happened in a matter of like two or three weeks. So like, I don't know, we, we kind of did it in a very like interesting backwards sense where we we were chasing something. Like Mm -hmm. we had the music and like, it was so amazing. And like, it meant so much to Sean and like, it was, you know, you know, I'd hope his most the, the album he's most proud of um it's definitely like the album he f- he seems to be the most free about you know and just like just seeing him make it it felt that way and so we knew we had that feeling and the music was so amazing and like 
it was kind of working backwards in a way to to like capture that in a photo Mm -hmm. and it was tough because like sometimes you know you can't just capture that in a single photo or like can't even think about that in a single idea or like a single like general creative sense so it kind of came down we did we did one amazing shoot with um one of my photography heroes glenn lutford Mm -hmm. um and we yeah we we got a a ton of a ton of stuff from that that was just so amazing and just came down to like me and sean and his manager sitting in his house you know sitting in sean's sean's house in la or sean and camille's house in la and Mm -hmm. literally just throwing things at the wall like it was it was so like trial and error it was it was nothing like we it was not like we knew exactly what it was going to be like right we had so many different ideas for album cover and everything and um once we kind of just put it in a template um it was just based on like how does this feel you know how is this going to age is this timeless you know is is this as iconic as we would like it to be and does it feel personal at the same time um and that's kind of where we ended up with with that you know that cover um we kind of all were just like yeah this this is an undeniably amazing photo yeah um and then the rest of it, like, it was just such, we had such a great team and like, the I'll cover honest, kind of like set the tone for like everything else. For sure. Else, yeah. I mean, like when you, when you think about just color palettes and yeah. that sort of thing, like obviously you want it to revolve around the most primary aspects of the release. So yeah, we had that cover and then we had like a secondary cover, which is, which was, or the B side cover, I guess you could say, which was kind of like this beige texture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was literally, that literally came from a photo I took of the back of a book. Oh, that wow. I have, I took it on an iPhone. Like I took a photo of this, the back of this That's book. I like, I really like this color and I like the blue on the, like, and I took a photo of it and put it, you know, and like put it into Photoshop and texturize it a little sure. bit. And then like, it just worked. Love that. <laughs> so it, it goes back to like just the most random little yeah. things. It was not like, you know, I'm no mastermind. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And then after that, like all the apparel and stuff, um, I'm not going to take too much credit for. We have, you know, amazing designers and um, obviously it revolves around kind of the primary creative, but like Bravado did all the merch and it was so, so well done. They have such amazing, talented designers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we did like a, a zine, which is really fun with like a bunch of photos and release and that was fun to work on and a few other things. It was just, I learned a lot, you know, yeah. you learn a lot about different fields really quickly when you're kind of thrown into the deep end of a release like that. And I'm very grateful for it. You know, I love that. Yeah. Do, do you think, uh, like, do you want to keep doing, being a creative director? Or do you want to kind of just, what, what, what do you, where do you sell? Like, where do you see the role yeah. you're filling? In I the mean, future, I guess, like which role do you want to fill? I constantly just try to rem- remind myself that like, a, I'm young, mm-hmm. you know, and I have so much to experiment with and, you know, try out like and be that like I don't have to know what I want, like my future. I don't have to know like where I'm going to see myself in 10 years or right. like how I'll be making money or, you know, like True. I don't like to think that way because I think it's like it's it's just I don't know. It's it, it's stressful to think it like is. that. You know, no, I'd rather I agree just kind you. of go with when the people flow. ask like, "What do you see, where you see yourself?" Yeah, next five I don't know. Years? I just I hate like, that question. I don't like that question. Yeah. I, I'd rather just see where life takes me. I guess see where mm-hmm. the wind blows me. But like, um, I think I love being 
involved in mo- in like many different facets of creativity sure. right and like i love like the process of being with an album or being with a song from the beginning you know of its conception to like it being out in the world and being proud of it that's yeah. like so cool to me um so that's one thing that like felt so cool about creative directing because like you get to kind of like nurture this project for so long mm-hmm. um until it's finally out in the world and it's it's a very you feel very proud because it's a lot different than like doing 10 music videos in a mm-hmm. year where you're like you spend a few weeks with this video it's out okay on to the next one right it's like, yeah. it really feels like a part of your life when you spend that much time with it so that's awesome um that's something about creative directing that is uh, i undeniably love um and yeah I, I do see myself kind of continuing it for as long as you know i'm given the opportunity to i guess but yeah um at the same time i, I definitely lean the most I find the most inspiration out of moving pictures. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think creative directing, directing kind of go hand in hand, but I, yeah, definitely. I definitely lean on both for different things, I guess. For being a director, like how I always like to ask this question to people is just like, do you find knowing everything technically is important? Is that, like that could even mean just like knowing what the app, you know knowing your f-stops for a certain lens and what the image really looks like at a certain f-stop or like knowing just like the very technical side of film like do you do you believe in that or do you think like people can get by without it i mean um, obviously you need it to an extent but yeah more so, i, I like, agree i think yeah. you need it to an extent um you know i think just talking from like a you have a lot of people in one place working towards a goal. Mm-hmm. It's important to have like specialization. So like, you know, obviously the director's kind of, it's kind of a pyramid. The director's at the, you know, at, technically at the top, even though, you know, as many other people matters him. Right. But yeah. like, it's important for the director to kind of know things in sure. different fields. Like I find so interesting, like I, I find Elon Musk, like just so interesting because he, is so involved in so many different you know sectors mm-hmm. from spacex to tesla to you know digging tunnels underground like yeah, yeah sure. you know all this stuff and he he has an economics degree and he has an engineering degree and he knows just as much about you know accounting yeah as he does jet fuel you right, know and right. like it keeps everyone on their toes because like he can go in and talk to, I heard this on a podcast, like he can literally go in and talk to a welder mm-hmm. and ask that question why they're welding it this way versus right. another way. And that's so like, that's crazy. <laughs> when you, when you that. have that base of knowledge, like not only does it keep everyone on their toes to be like, Oh, this guy sees everything going on. I can't be lazy. I can't like yeah. take the easy way out here. Right. But also it's just like helps you understand how everything comes together. Yeah. So I think applying that, to film like knowing you know enough about lighting and the way lenses work and yeah. the way that film works mm-hmm. um or and and also knowing about production design and sure. like mm-hmm. how this carpet looks on camera or like like yeah it's obviously less technical than <laughs> what elon musk does but like no no yeah i i also just find it interesting so personally I like to be as involved and like have as much knowledge about all types of fields as I can. But that being said, like 
it does take up space in your brain and if you need that space to be creative instead then that's just as important you know and it always will go back to distrusting the people around you and totally that they know what they're doing and so yeah i think specialization is important but i think it's also important that you have a pretty general knowledge of all sectors yeah i think yeah general knowledge is important you don't mm-hmm. need to know everything but i think no. even just to be able to to talk to to you know your fellow collaborators to be able to talk to the production designer mm-hmm. in, in a way where they feel understood mm-hmm. or she feels understood yeah. is is probably the most important thing and that's totally. that's why i try to get a, a great understanding is just so i can so everyone just so everyone feels just as important as anyone else like the cinematographer feels just as important as the production designer like you know back and forth but um i guess do you i know you want to i think we we talked about it we've had many conversations and i remember you saying you want to get more into like a narrative field does that mean like you want to do more films like short films or yeah i think i just naturally think more narratively so like when i think about a music video i think about a story to tell um and less of like different setups with you know that are edited together i I think about like a linear progression or narrative and so i think the fact that i think that way you know would i would definitely be super sparked by like doing a short film or like something like that um because i think that just if that's the way i kind of naturally think then like maybe i'll be pretty i'll understand it more i guess Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i would love to attempt that and like there's so many so much difference in like making a short film and like a music video even if both are narrative like yeah you know um just coming from like directing dialogue is so much different than directing anything else Mm -hmm. and i haven't gotten the experience there yet so i definitely want to um but yeah totally i think like I see myself more in that world than like other, you know, sectors of film, I guess. I love it. What what's what's next for you? Like what are you working on or what are you what are you striving to work on? Um so I I'm, I'm still going to be working with Sean a little bit um this year. Um so yeah, this year I'll be working with him some more. I would love, you know, I'm looking to do some more music videos um for other artists as well or, you know, any sort of commercials. Um I recently signed with IMG as a as a model. Hey, which is really, come on! Really interesting. Um, I'm you need very a model. Gra- <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, yeah, I'm very grateful for for that. Um, wouldn't say it's like, you know, my primary avenue, it's but cool. uh, it's, cool to have. it's an amazing, you know, amazing thing. And I think you can also express art in in that way as well. So it's also good um, to get in front of the camera a little. Totally, yeah. it helps you understand a lot about you know acting or like just being in front of the camera like you're saying like (laughs) it's so easy to kind of like look at a model and what they do and be like oh that's easy all they have to do is stand there and look good and it's like no that's so (laughs) not true and it's like it is so like (laughs) the one shoot i've done like legit shoot was with my friend sam and oh yeah i saw those pictures yeah yeah i was sorry you guys probably know sam by now but um in the beginning i was like I like he took like three photos of me and I looked at him like oh gosh this is not going well and <laughs> so I literally was like yo can we just bring this mirror and put it right next to your camera so I can look at myself while mm, we're doing this mm, that's cool and that's what we had to do and I was like I was so shocked that actually that helps I was or, so, yeah, yeah because nice. like 
you like try to like pose or do something and like even if you're directed and sam's so amazing at directing posing and stuff yeah. but like you i don't know it's it's still like not the same as being able to like see yourself yeah adjust. so you gotta trust yourself before you start putting yeah trust it's, in, like, it's, a director, it's you know? honestly like, muscle memory it's yeah it's so mm-hmm. much more than just like sitting there and looking good like oh, i yeah. honestly have such an appreciation now for like like a newfound appreciation for modeling and you know acting is a whole nother story obviously but um yeah so we'll see where that takes me but (laughs) anyways yeah i think i think i already know the answer to this question but the last question we always like to ask on this podcast is um basically let's say you're you're on a two-year long tour with sean and you're not like for two years you're not going home you're going around the world twice um and you only can bring three movies on the tour bus with you and which movies would you would you bring let me whip out my uh you got a list i got a list well i got a list of everything (laughs) (laughs) well first of all social networks is my favorite yeah i had a feeling um jeez this is not easy you can throw in like an honorable mention if you want to yeah maybe really not easy for me (laughs) you can be like half of one movie um actually i'm gonna go into my bot movies because those are probably the movies that i really like the good point. most good point um bear with me take your time dude it's an important might question have to, might have to edit a little bit of this out oh no, <laughs> uh, gosh i want to throw something like really just like wholesome like yeah, like, no, Mar- like, like, marley, like, like yeah, yeah like marley and me or yeah, something dude, you know like, like i feel like okay, there's I'm so th- much yeah i'm gonna throw marley and me in there oh i love that answer and uh what else <laughs> Jeez, one more. Like, I also want to throw in like Shrek or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like a feel good. Like, for two years, so. I might, I might just throw. I might, if I'm gonna be on tour for three years, I need a little bit of balance. So I'm gonna go with Social Network. I'm gonna go with Marley and Me, and I'm gonna go with Super Bad. Oh my god, <laughs> just that's perfect. Like, like yeah, if you want like ride. that cinema, if you <laughs> yeah. want, if you want to just heartwarming, want, yeah. If you want to laugh your ass off, yeah, yeah I think I think there. that psychologically would make me the most uh, content. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, hell yeah, dude. All right. Um, I guess the last thing, the very last thing, is I also wanted to give you this book, and we can oh, do it whoa. live on air, or this could be out of the wow. podcast. But I feel like from the conversations we've had, even yeah. before this podcast, just because we're friends and we see each other, yeah. For like inner conflict as an artist, I wow. feel like this is this will help. And it's wow. a short read, and it's something that you can always go back to. Because I've only read it once, but I already know I need to like revisit it. Wow, dude, thank so, you so much. Yeah, That's incredible. Just a little thing for me to you. That's Enjoy awesome, it. dude. It's it's called Art and Fear, by the way. Yeah, by David Bales and Ted Orland. Thank you so much, of course. Dude. Seriously, and thank, this is super fun. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Awesome. All right, brother. All right, later, dude. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of This Industry Life Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot from Connor. Um, Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, it's just me today. So rate us five stars, whatever. And we love you. Bye.